The Criterion Break with Andy and Blake. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of The Criterion Break with Andy and Blake. Uh, I am Andy, the fat dude of Fat Dude Dig Slicks, joined as always by my co host, the wonderful, the lovely, the talented. Uh, Blake, Blake, how you doing? Wow, that's that's the best intro I've ever gotten before. <laughs> I'm great. I'm doing great. I am I'm super excited to do this. Yeah, uh, the last episode was a lot of fun, and we did we did pretty well. There were there were some people that were listening. I yeah. hope that uh, the people who are listening start giving us some feedback. We did get a little feedback on Facebook. I think uh, uh, somebody commented on uh, the post somewhere um, in regards to another filmmaker. Do you remember? Uh, it was Costas Garbus. Okay, yeah. So we're gonna have to add that to the list somewhere because yeah. it would be a lot of fun to. And- to yeah, talk we'll, those. yeah, we'll have to look up uh, if he has anything on the channel, because um, I'd be curious to see what's there available to just kind of dig into already. Yeah, and if nothing else, I mean, maybe not the next episode, but the episode after that, we can have a conversation about our discovery of uh, uh, of Gavras, so that would be a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, if you're out there listening, uh, keep throwing those comments out. You can certainly email us. Uh, I might have to open up a Criterion Break email address, but for the time being, uh, you can send us an email to fatdudedigsflicks at gmail.com, or just comment on the Facebook posts, because uh, we would love to have different things to talk about absolutely Uh, yeah so this is kind of uh kind of a fun week this was we you you had a movie that you had wanted to watch uh and kind of wanted the the motivation to get to it uh and then uh, another movie that is coming on criterion landed on hulu so our two featured movies yeah uh, were were really fun but i think before we we get into those uh, the announcements were made as to what is coming out uh, on Criterion, the physical media, the DVDs and Blu-rays, for the month of July. Uh, and this is another really great-looking month. Yeah, this, this, this month is a banger, as the kids would say. Um, <laughs> just, like, stacked from top to bottom. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited at this lineup. So the first one that's coming out in July on July 7th is the film adaptation of H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds. This is the uh 1950s version of The War of the Worlds. Yeah, um I'm super excited about this. Uh I I grew up on this movie. My dad was a huge fan and so I along with the 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 Killer Ant movie Them, this was like my childhood. These two yep. movies, so um, I'm super stoked. Um, it's by Byron Haskin. Um, he's he's got another movie in the collection, uh, Robinson Crusoe on Mars. So oh, he's 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 getting his second movie added in, um, new 4K restoration. This is I don't buy a lot of movies, and this one might be one that I I pick up just solely based on the fact that it's going to get the treatment that it deserves. Yeah, I'm I am also really excited for this one. I have never seen it. Uh and I think oh, now that yeah, really? yeah, now that now that it's coming to Criterion, I think is my my uh, perfect opportunity to do so. Um I went through uh, a huge um 
I guess I'm still in kind of an Orson Welles phase, and his okay. radio drama uh, oh, yeah. version of The War of the Worlds really made me want to see this film version. But I think at the time, uh, when I was going through that, I couldn't find uh, a VHS or DVD mm, copy of okay. it anywhere. So, so now that it's available coming soon, uh, I am super excited to check this one out. Yep. The uh, the next one on the list, this is the one, this is my highlight uh, <laughs> for the month of July. Um, it is a box set featuring the greatest hits, the, the biggest films of Bruce Lee. It's called Bruce Lee, His Greatest Hits, coming out on July 14th, featuring, let's see here, I can't name them off the top of my head. I, I have them like, ready. Oh, yeah, what yeah. you got? Okay, so it's, the first one's The Big Boss. Uh, then it's Fist of Fury, and then it's Way of the Dragon, followed by Enter the Dragon, and it ends with Game of Death. Yeah, this is awesome. Just I, I was so excited uh, when I saw this was being released. Uh, Criterion even put together a nice little trailer for this set. Yeah, it's a super uh, cool trailer. Yeah, and the the box art is a little controversial. There there are people that are not a big fan of this art. Uh, I think it's fun. I think it's a very pop art, um, you know, stylistic cover. I don't know what else I would have preferred. I think the one thing that I've heard that a lot of people would have liked uh, would have been a touch of red somewhere on there, just because. Hmm. The uh, black, yellow, and red are the, the, the Bruce Lee colors, and it doesn't look like there is anything in red on there. But otherwise, I, I'm a fan of this art. What do you think of it, Blake? I, uh, I, I don't see an issue with it, but I'm also not the, the biggest Bruce Lee fan. But yeah. um, I, I, think it, I think I'm with you. Like, it, really, it really pops, and it has like this, I don't know, this really like cool element to it that it's gonna, it might bring in some people who are not on the Criterion chant, uh, train yet. Yeah, it, it's nice when they kind of do that to, to bridge that gap between mm-hmm. the people who will buy pretty much anything that Criterion puts out yeah. uh, and then your kind of general film audiences who, you yeah. know, haven't haven't quite bought into the, the, the Criterion world. But, yeah, I am really excited for this set. Uh, my girlfriend recently bought me uh, the Blu-ray of Enter the Dragon. I think it was in, within the last couple of years she bought that for me, and uh, that was kind of the nail in the coffin. It seems like when you purchase something that you've been looking forward to for a long time, hoping that it comes on Criterion, and then you kind of give in, that's mm-hmm. when it actually uh, comes out. So, uh, of course, now Bruce Lee has uh, not his entire filmography, but all of his his big ones uh, yeah. here on um uh, Blu-ray and DVD, and yeah, super excited for this set on July 14th. And um, I've, I've only seen Enter the Dragon, so I'm super excited to jump into these other ones that they're putting out. There was a, a documentary um, that, I, I think it was just a Warner release of um, uh, Game of Death, that was like they they kind of finished it, and then they also had a documentary about the movie, um, and it was just the Bruce Lee sequences, not the uh, scenes that were kind of filmed after he had passed away. Mm-hmm. And it's that version of it is incredible, and I imagine that's going to be on here in some form. I um, hope so. But yeah, I I just he's one of those uh, kind of iconic figures in film history. Uh, and I think part of that is because he passed away way before his time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just uh, this is, 
this is a great set, and I think it'll be a lot of fun to kind of have all of these movies to dig into yeah. uh, in and a really fancy Criterion set. It's also cool to see Criterion sort of like dip their toes into um, like 70s ac- action exploitation. Like yeah. it'd be really, it'd be really cool if they did like a, a Jackie Brown, not a Jackie Brown. I'm sorry, a Pam Greer like yeah. box set, especially since um, I think like Coffee is currently on the the channel right now, right? As a, yeah, as a as a part of their um, 70s fashion uh, set. So like, it'd be really cool if they did something like that, or even like a, I mean, like a Chuck Norris 70s kung fu thing, or 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 something. Because you know, like it, it really feels like they're not. They're kind of dipping their toes into more genre stuff, especially after they released that massive Godzilla box set, uh, yeah. what like a year or so ago. Or right. Um, so it's kind of cool to see them do stuff like this and not like maybe like stick their noses up to it, and you know, like they could have. So right. Yeah, it's 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 fun to watch them have fun. Exactly. Uh, putting these these. Uh, uh, you know they're they're big on auteurs and the the, the quote unquote like master filmmakers. Right. So it's nice to see them kind of do these ones uh, with the, the the poppy entertainment, the, yeah. the more yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like the, the high art stuff. or something. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited for this set. I could I could go on and on about just how pumped I am for this set. <laughs> um, but that is not the only Criterion set to come out on July 14th. Um, another pretty big release. Um, this one, I, is this a re-release or this is this a blue? Uh, let me check my notes here. Are okay. we talking about the lady, the lady Eve? The Lady Eve. Yep, by Preston this Sturgis. Is, this is a, a Blu-ray upgrade. Okay. Yeah, so this is uh, another one with a really fun cover, really cool uh, artist rendition, uh, classic from the uh, God, the 40s, I believe. Um, it's it's already in the collection, uh, but this is a nice uh, Blu-ray remaster, and I believe there are new special features as well. Um, yeah, just another fun addition here. I, I like being able to get the classic kind of uh, screwball comedies, uh, and Criterion is really doing a good job of putting those out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one looks like a lot of fun. Have you ever seen The Lady Eve? I have never seen a Preston Surges movie before. Oh, you know, neither have I, actually. So uh, I have work I have- to do. Yeah, I have uh, Sullivan's Travels on my list. It's been there for a very, very long time, uh, which is also in the collection. Yeah. Um, And I will have to get to that uh, sooner rather than later, but it's nice to know that this one is coming out. Uh, Again, really nice-looking cover, and I think uh, with uh, Barbara Barbara Stanwyck and Henry Fonda, uh, it looks like this one should be a lot of fun. It probably yeah. is. It's regarded as a classic, so uh, super looking forward to seeing this one once it uh, hits Criterion. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, the the next one is kind of the... Um, I guess you can't really say it's the first of the Netflix movies because Roma uh, is now in the Criterion collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first of this kind of new wave of Netflix that they recently made an agreement with, uh, the Oscar-nominated Marriage Story hits Blu-ray and DVD on July 21st, uh, written and directed by Noah Baumbach, uh, starring Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Uh, this was one of my favorite movies released last year. Uh, really enjoyed this movie. Had a nice mix of humor and heartbreak all kind of rolled into one. Uh, not the best cover art here, but I don't know what other direction they could have gone. Yeah, um... I I mean I admit I like the the cover art quite a bit, but it yeah. it is, 
It kind of reminds me of um, what's that Dustin Hoffman movie where uh, Hop is it um, Kramer versus Kramer? Kind of reminds yeah. me of that in a way. Yeah. Where it's like it, 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 it uh, it's like it, it is the story of this family that is figuring this 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 new direction in life, and I, I sort of love how like it's a, it's a nice look at the family in a in a very emotional state in a in a good way right. um and in a way it's simplistic i i do i like the border around the picture um so i'm i'm of the the ilk that it's it's a it's a it's a fine cover up but i i get that it might be too simplistic or not poppy enough but yeah. Again, with you, I don't know what else they could have really gone with. It's sort right. of like it's sort of like the the typical picture for that movie. Yeah, and I think you know, joining your side here, I think by using this as the cover art, they're keeping the focus on what the actual focus of the film is. We've got mm-hmm. the, the main actors. This is the story of their life um, and their uh, relationship from. Uh, probably from the beginning of it crumbling to the end. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, uh, you know, very, I think it's simple, but, you know, thinking about it from a different perspective, yeah, I think it works because it's what's going to sell the movie. Mm-hmm. It was it was one of my favorite movies of last year uh, as well. Uh, I think I had, like, a number three until I saw Uncut Gems. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I have a very high regard for the movie, and uh, I actually, I might, I might purchase it because for me it's Baumbach's best movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I uh, I like that, uh, you know, we live in an age of streaming media, and that's kind of causing a lot of the physical media to, to disappear, but it's cool to see a Netflix release mm-hmm. um, kind of make its way to home video so that you can have your own physical copy to call your own. Um, but this is this is one that I'm I'm really glad that I will get to add to my collection because yeah I just think this is a wonderful wonderful movie yeah so the last one this is the July 21st the last release in July is a uh, Blu-ray re- release of a film that's already in the collection and that is Abbas Kiristami's Taste of Cherry. Uh, this is one that I know a lot of people are really excited for, and I am too because that means that I finally get to see Taste of Cherry um, because I think it was on the channel for a little while. It might be on there right now. I just uh, have not uh, checked it out, but I'm I'm really excited that mm-hmm. this movie is uh, getting its Blu-ray remaster because this is one that I've heard nothing but good things about. Yeah, I I've never seen this one, um, uh, so I'm 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 excited to see it. I it, it, it I've had the channel for probably six or seven months now, and it's been on there ever since I've had it. Yeah. So it, okay. it is on the channel right now. Um, I believe so. The Criterion Channel has that series where the the um, the the university professors explain like movement and how cameras tell stories and stuff and they have like a yeah. like a thirty or forty part series and Taste of Cherry is one of those movies that they spotlight so um, I think it's going to stay up for quite a while but um, very cool to uh, see this uh, get an upgrade um, I haven't seen it I've wanted to see it but I um, Roger Ebert sort of like my barometer of like uh, Sort of like uh, like where I'll fall in, in, in line with a movie, 
Right. And I'm pretty sure he gave this like zero stars or like half oh, a star. Wow. And he said it was like the definition of boring or something. And so like <sighs> I, I've 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 always sort of like stayed away from it because of that. But yeah. I think I, I think I need to dive into it. I, I absolutely adore certified copy. Yep. And for me it was like top ten of the of last decade uh for yeah. film. So I, I I really should get to this one. Yeah, uh, certified copy is excellent. I really liked uh, like someone in love, uh, and then close up is wonderful. So, oh, I need to see close up, man. Yeah, close up is is great. Um, yeah, it's it's always cool when a, a Kiristami movie. Um, you know, even though this one was already in the collection, it's nice right. to get it remastered and uh, kind of have it in the best available form. So, yeah, those are the uh, upcoming releases. Anything else you want to say about uh, our slate for July? I don't think so. I think we nailed pretty much all of it. Yeah, it, it yeah. looks like it's that's that's two months in a row that I think are just spectacular. And you know, go back a little bit further. Uh, I'm not as excited about May, but, uh, you know, anytime anything gets, uh, any, there are Criterion releases, uh, I'm always going to be pumped yeah. about it, well, even if m- titles I've never seen. Yeah, May you can save some money maybe then, although that's, I will say I, I, I did enjoy Wildlife, although I'm I'm a little perplexed that it is already on the collection, but that's that's neither here nor there, and I, I am a big fan of The Great Escape, and I think yeah. the cover, I think the cover up for that is... It's truly remarkable. Yeah, so, that's an um, excellent cover. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I kind I of agree. Was, it's a little bit short of a month. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think uh, Great Escape will be the only one uh, that I pick up in May because uh, I feel like I can wait for Wildlife. I can uh, wait yeah. for Sazy Shorts, but uh, yeah. Uh, Great Escape. I'm good. I've got all of the other uh, uh, John Cassavetes movies that have come out. So Husbands, I think, is one that I'd like to see. But I've got to I've got to get caught up on that box set before I dig into another Cassavetes movie. So is uh, is is the Killing of a Chinese Bookie in that box set? Yes, yes, it sure is. Have you seen that? I have not. I have not seen that one. Okay, I I will say it's the only Cassavetes that I've seen, but I thought it was incredible. Yes, incredible. That's how I feel about A Woman Under the Influence. It's the yeah, only cast of this movie I've seen, but yeah. I love it. So. Damn. We should yeah. we should probably spotlight him at some point and do a cast of Eddie's watch. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. I think it'd be fun maybe with him to do kind of a mini mini marathon. So yeah. Uh, yeah. We break down a couple of his movies. That'd be fun. So future plans, folks. You're hearing yes. it here first. <laughs> but all right. Well, let's, let's dig into... Our two feature movies of this episode, uh, we have. We will start off with the uh, the one that we planned on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so yeah. Let, let's let's talk about that first. We planned on uh, Federico <laughs> Fellini's Amacard, uh, and then it was like, should we reveal what we what we watched, or should we just wait for the for after we finish with Armacord? Uh We can we can reveal it. I think it's okay uh, so, to reveal it. So for some, for, we 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 both talked. We we talked about Portrait of a Lady on Fire last week because it was uh, coming out in the physical side. But for some reason, I just I was like, oh, you know, what? I'm in the mood. I'm going to do this, and I watched it. I spoilers. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um. And I think my um uh my reaction caused you to watch it, and so it was yep. like we we need to talk about this. Right. Um. So we're doing Portrait of a Lady on Fire. 
uh, second. Because I, for me, I it was my favorite of these two watches. Even though I, I truly did love Armacord quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. But yeah, we can start with Armacord first. Um, yeah, uh, Federico Fellini's. Um, uh, what would you like? Would you? How would you describe this? It's like an absurdist dramedy. Of, yeah, it's it's like a like a absurdist kind of memory play. Is how yeah. I feel. Um, so it came out in nineteen seventy three. Um, it's so, sort of like Fellini's look back at his childhood growing up in Rimini, um, Italy, and Armacord is Italian for I remember. So I remember. yeah, so it's harking back to his childhood, and, and and what I loved about the movie was that it was like sort of like this big collage of of just really these incidences that had no correlation to one to one another right they're like they're like these big fantastical uh st- like mini stories that like like maybe wouldn't exist in real life but like are not total fantasy either it, it really plays with that really well um would, would you agree with that oh absolutely it's 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 like uh you know, it's, I remember, and and memory can't always be trusted. Right. Um, you're, you know, if you tell a story one way over and over and over again, whether or not that's how it actually happened, that's how you're going to remember it, and that's kind of how this movie feels. How it's like, oh, well, I th- this part happened, and then I remember that she she took her top off and put her <laughs> put myself in her bosom, and. That's, did that would that actually happen or is that just the the what you wanted to happen and that becomes the story that you tell over and over and over again uh yeah it's uh it's such an interesting blend of uh reality and fantasy that it's it's hard to know exactly what is actually happening and what's more of that that dreamlike that that fantasy there's there's so many great moments in this movie like I, 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 it's it's so hard for me to pick one or two. Like there's there's a great moment in a classroom where they build like this long tube to the front of the room, and then they one guy pees into it. Yeah, you know. And then um, there's one sequence where um, him and his friends remember all these women with big butts sitting on chairs, <laughs> and 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 then of course um, it takes place during when fascism was a big thing. Right. And um, there's, I, I, I was it during the war? Was it like just before? Uh, I couldn't really tell. But like yeah, a, I I couldn't either. There's a sequence where these soldiers march through, and even some of the heroes—not heroes, but like you know the people that you're sort of like involved with and have empathy and sympathy for—like they're doing the Heil Hitler salute. Right. And you're and you're kind of wondering what like. I think I would too if you know my my livelihood was threatened by these people. So yeah. there's there's a, there's a whole like section of, of of the film where you're kind of like thinking like, well, geez, like there, there's it gets pretty serious at times, and right. then it kind of it kind of floats back into the absurdist stuff. But I mean, I, I had a lot of emotions watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the first hour or so is is really a lot of fun, really funny, a lot yeah. of great gags. Um, it opens with like this burning of an effigy of a of a chair on of, i think of a witch on top of a, yeah. a pile of twigs and chairs and to kind of usher in the changing of the seasons i think right is what that, yeah. right um and then after the first hour or so it, it it gets pretty serious and then yeah. it kind of floats back to the the comedy stuff but 
there's a there's a tremendous sequence in this movie that I just I truly loved the cinematography of of when um the, uh, they go get their uncle out of mm-hmm. the mental institution and yeah. he climbs he climbs a tree and then refuses to come down until they give him a woman to have sex with. Right. Um, I thought that was I thought the way that was shot was it was just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. Yeah, it's. I don't know what else I can really say in this movie other than like the performances were great. Um, there's really like no main star of this of the of the movie except for the young kid. He's kind of like the the, the focal point who who is pulling all these people. Like you, you're, it's like your your barometer of where you, where you're going to town. Right. Um, but otherwise, this is a big cast of people who uh, you kind of follow through their stories and their loves and their loss and um, it's it's quite an exemplary movie i felt yeah um i i remember this or i think of this movie as uh less plot and character driven and more of a tone poem i think the the characters of course are focused on but it's it's more of how this movie makes you feel yeah Uh, and 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 i you know not necessarily famously uh am not the biggest fan of tone poem movies i'm not a fan of roma i'm not really a fan of tree of life like these are the movies that focus more on mood and Mm -hmm. and, uh swell of feeling sure uh, they do on story uh but for some reason i really i connected with this one Um, yeah and i think i think it's because it does such an interesting balance of humor and tragedy mm-hmm. and just this the sense of um maybe a fear of growing up kind of not really knowing your place in the world not really yeah. knowing what what it's going to be like to grow up and not wanting to get rid of that yeah. um yeah all of that stuff like you said with the the uncle uh was was spectacular this is a really horny movie like yeah. this is another one of those movies yeah. where it's like, the goal um, of so many of these characters, and I think that's because we've got those those teenagers front and center um, in the movie. Uh, his his conquest for oh, I'm not going to be able to say the character's name. I know that is uh, the lady who runs a cigarette shop. Yep, yep. The uh, the woman in the red dress. Uh, oh, his his quest they, of her. They say her name. It's like Grace O'Neill or something. Yeah, Gr- uh, is what yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his his conquest of her that leads him to a movie theater oh my god they are the only so funny (laughs) they are the only people there and it slowly he creeps from his side of the theater to her side of the theater to behind her to in front of her and then finally right next to her and he just reaches over and puts her hand like puts his hand like on her leg does he go like does he move his hand around and that's what she says looking for something <laughs> I, th- I think he's i think he's like slowly creeping it towards her yeah her uh her, her lady bits yeah yeah and the more i talk about this with you the more I, I i think you're right i think like this movie is just like it feels like an old guy telling like his kids or maybe like his teenager son, uh, grandson, like, "Hey, when I grew up, this is what I did," and these are the stories. And so he can kind of just say how say however he wants to say it, because right. you know, like it's it's him versus it's his memory versus reality. So um, yeah, I mean, and and there's just so many parts like that in the movie where you you, you sort of feel like, man, there's no way that would happen. Like, there's one <laughs> terrific 
there's one terrific sequence where like it snows so much that yeah. they, they can't see uh, you know it, the snow drifts are like six or seven feet high and so in his quest for this woman he gets lost because of the of the um the walkways through the snow drifts are so right. high um yeah <laughs> yeah it, it it's it's the stuff like that that makes us feel where it's like yeah, I remember when I was young. This is yeah. this is how it happened. I yeah. swear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it made me really want to see uh, more of Fellini's uh, filmography because it feels like he's just I don't know. There's there's this this dreamlike state to everything that he does, but it, it's it's dreamlike, but it feels so grounded. Like, it, yeah. it's hard to describe. I've uh, heard the but, word surreal thrown around with him. Yeah, and I think that's that, that's a, probably a pretty fitting uh, yeah. uh, description. Um, I, would, I would like to hope that his other movies, that there's a movie that he's done that is more narrative-driven, because I would like to see how he handles that. But it looks like, from judging from the description of La Dolce Vita, and I think from uh, Eight and a Half, uh, he is kind of clinging to that that fantasy and uh, sure. you know, kind of vignette sure. storytelling. Yeah. But those are still two I'm looking forward to watching. Me, me as well. I wonder if he kind of falls into like the, the David Lynch territory, where it's like, well, this is kind of, like you—you you know who David Lynch is. You kind of know what you're going to get when you watch a David Lynch movie. And that could be the thing with Fellini, where it's like, well, I mean, it's Federico Fellini. You kind of know what you're going to get. But as this is my first Fellini, and so I, I can't speak to that yet. And I'm looking forward to um, knocking more down. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is a great way to kind of uh, dip our toes into the Fellini pool. Um, mm-hmm. Was there anything else about this movie that that stood out to you? I think I think I'll talk again just really briefly about the uh, uh, where our our as close to a main character as we can get uh, when he finally gets um, a little bit of action. Yeah, I, I don't. We we can we we can we can just go there because I, I don't yeah. have much else to add. I'm and I'm really curious <laughs> to hear your thoughts on this sequence because I, I, I want to hear your thoughts, Andy. <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny because it's like, you, I have to remember that there was a time when I was a teenage boy too mm-hmm. and where my focus was pretty much on uh, boobs. Like, <laughs> just, just, it was all I wanted to, to think about uh, were, were, was the female anatomy. Mm-hmm. And right. just, just how this all unfolded that she just went with it. Right. <laughs> it was it was pretty incredible. Uh, such a scene. Like right. Yeah. At at that yeah. age, you are you are horned up beyond belief, and he he was ready for it. Uh, and they, I can't remember what was the reasoning why they didn't go any further than him just uh, uh, putting his face in Whoa. her chest. I'm, well, I don't think he put her his face in her chest. I think she she put she, his chest she, in his yeah. face. I think I think she, I can't remember exactly how the scene played out, but I think he went there. He went there asking for a cigarette, right? And then something happens where she's just like, "All right, I'm I'm whipping my breasts out and I'm going to shove them in his face." Yeah, and they were this, both just this woman totally is uh, this this woman is. Um, She's well endowed, I guess you could yep. say. Yep. Um, 
And so the, 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 the actions are quite striking uh, when, 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 when things happen. And, um, and then she basically just shuts it down and says something to the effect of, like, you're too young. I, I think she even says, like, you're, you're underage or something like that. You know, I could get right. in trouble. But, yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. You know, there's a, the, the, the 13, 14-year-old Blake in me was like, geez, like, why didn't this happen? But, like, right. But and but that's that's a part of the movie. It's a part of the 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 the, the retelling of someone's life or the the. It's kind of like Big Fish, you know. Like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this story, but like, hey, this might not be true or not. But hey, like, I I lived this life, and, right. and you, you just gotta take my word for it. So like, I I love like while it's it's a, it's a hypersexualized scene, and who knows if it really happened. It adds that layer to that extra layer of it to the movie where you're like, whoa, like. This happened to this, this kid when he was super young, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He pretty got his face smashed in some boobs by yeah. a large uh, cigarette store owning woman. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> it was quite the scene, and, and it quite was quite the scene. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I think I want to touch upon really quickly uh, is for me. So the movie spends so much time kind of playing light. And, and being humorous and focusing on hormones and all of that, that once it gets down to the end, the, the tragedy is really uh, moves, moves, it moves through the tragedy really quickly, I would say. Okay. Um, and I think that's, for me, I feel like that's that uh, kind of speaking to the idea of memory, that we, when we're trying to tell a certain story, we want the happy parts to stand out so that we don't spend so much time uh, bringing ourselves back to that place of sadness. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe that's what's going on here, why it it seems like once the... uh, Spoiler alerts for a a 50-year-old movie. uh, (laughs) um, You know, once the the mother... uh, uh, Was it the mother? The aunt? The mother when she passes away? uh, Yeah. I can't yeah. remember. I think it's the mother. Yeah, it kind of it kind of plows through that very quickly. She's sick, and then the next she, scene, she's gone, uh, and then right after that, we get a character getting married. Yeah, and it's just this, this kind of circle of life. But I think, you know, when you dive back to a painful memory, like unless that's your intention to to stay in that painful memory. You want to get past that as fast as you can so that you can remember all of the good. And I feel like that's kind of part of what this movie is doing, is focusing so much on that that good that the the tougher bits, it's it's not that they aren't dealt with and that they aren't uh, treated with as much care as the humor, but I feel like it's it's more of wanting to say, okay, well, this stuff happened and it wasn't good, but the part of my life that I really want to talk to you about is when I follow this woman to the movie theater or when mm-hmm. I looked at all these, these women's butts when I was walking, you know, right. it's uh, you know, it, it's kind of a, it really is. It's a real analysis of how we remember things yeah. and what we want to spend our time. Uh, I remember. I, I definitely think it's intentional. Yeah. 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 I think uh, it's, it, it helps keep the movie light. And I yeah. think that, that light is a really good way yeah. uh, to describe this one. Like I said, um, I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, oh. I think kind of, uh, you know, because I don't like 
those other tone poem type movies. Sure. Once I kind of got the idea of what this was going to be, for a second I was like, oh, oh, stick with this, stick with this. <laughs> uh, and once I did, once I kind of let all that stuff go, I really got caught up in this world. So I just remembered another terrific sequence that I loved, even though it was like you could tell it was incredibly fake, um, yeah. was the sequence where they go out and meet the, the boat coming in, the, the cruise liner. And the way they shoot all these people in the in the in the boats waiting for it at night, you can tell it's just like like garbage bags of like plastic as water in the in the right. night. And I, I you know like like I, I think most people and I, most people would be like, well, it's clearly it's fake. But I think it's just the idea that you're creating this magical moment is why I was able to just completely gloss over. The yeah. fact that I could tell it was completely fake. But I thought it was just a terrific sequence that stood out um, amongst other terrific sequences in this movie. Yeah, and I think that, that it does. That totally adds to the idea of, uh, you know, memory and fantasy. And, right, right. Know, was, this, was this something else that happened, or was this uh, how he remembers it? So. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, what'd you think, Blake? <laughs> uh, well, I, I, so I gave it four stars out of nice. five on Letterboxd, so I, I really, really enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I, uh, I gave it three and a half, and I think, okay. for me, I think for me a rewatch would definitely lend it to uh, another uh, half star. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of really great stuff going on here. Uh, I think the only, only thing holding it back for me was just the, the personal stuff that I mm-hmm. attached to, to tone poems. But, sure. uh, yeah, I, I think Which, there was so much here be- that was a lot of fun. And and I will speak to that. Like for me, like those movies really get me. Like I love yeah. movies like that. Like I like we've we've had our infamous bouts in the past over Tree of Life. Like I I really do love Tree of Life and right. how it how it is so loose and um, it doesn't stick to a narrative. It's more about like oh, like feeling and and memory and and all of that. Like I I love stuff like that. So that's yeah. the difference between, between you and I. Right. Yeah. And that's one, you know, I, I own the, the criterion of tree of life because I know that somewhere down the road, I will give it another shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's for me, it's just the one that it's like, Oh, this is, this is beautiful wallpapers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, uh, I thought Roma was fantastic or not Roma. I got to stop saying that cause I didn't like Roma. <laughs> uh, 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 Amacord was, you didn't fantastic. like it at all. I liked it. I, I didn't love it. It was another one too that was like, "This is really beautiful to look at," but man, we are—we're just not—we're—we're we're not as emotionally connected as I think everything wants it to seem like we are. Sure. Uh, so I not to go off on a tangent about Roma, but I, I yeah. really enjoyed Roma, and one of the reasons was um, there's a scene in Roma where this kid is like in this desert field type landscape and he's like catching these little like lizards yeah and uh my my dad was born in mexico and he grew up in texas in el paso and i remember him telling me about stories about him and his friends going into the desert to catch lizards to uh sell for money and that when i saw that scene like all this flood of memories came back like, oh, my God, I remember my dad telling me stuff about that. So I, I, I bring a little bit different to that movie right. than, uh, than you would. But I totally understand. Like, I totally understand the disconnect, too, that movie has. It's very yeah. – it's, it's unlike anything Quan's done before, I think. 
Right. I, I, I completely agree with that. It's another one, though, too, where it's like somewhere down the road, I know I will give it another shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, off of that initial viewing, it was not one that, that stuck with me as much as it stuck with everyone else. Sure. But, uh, yeah. So I think for both of us, uh, Amarcord was a, a great pick. We're both on board with that. So let's move on to our second movie uh, that I know we are both in agreement on. <laughs> uh, that is... Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, wow. What a movie. Yeah. I, um, boy, I was not expecting this movie to, to, to hit me. Like, I, I'm, I'm so, uh, so I, I, I watched it, like, set, like, last Saturday morning, at like, six, I just got up at 6 a.m., and I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm watching it right now. I'm in the mood. I'm pressing play. Did it? I'm so happy I did because yeah. it is, ah, man. Um, ah, so I uh, I did not know what this movie was about when I right. when I when I started. I I knew nothing. I I, I went and read the 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 IMDb uh, logline where it was like a woman gets sequestered to an island to draw a portrait. And so I'm like, okay, and I, I, I had no idea where it was going while I was watching it until, like, there's these little hints of, like, of, I, I mean, I guess we're, we're going to talk spoilers, but, like, there's these hints of, like, attraction and love, and, and, and then I was in, and then it just got to, a, like, it's, it's a slow burn, so it starts, right. off, it starts off pretty slow. Yeah. Once it hits a certain point, man, I was, like, I was in tears, at the end yeah. of this movie. Um, yep. So, uh, basic plot line, this, this, the, the movie begins with this, this woman, she's on a boat with a bunch of men, and they drop her off on an island in Bethany, I believe, in the middle of France. Yeah. And she is to draw the portrait of a woman who is about to be married to a guy from Milan, Italy. And she's the second person, third person, to, to do this? Yep. Because... Yep. Um, she refuses to have her portrait uh, drawn, and, and we can get into the, the. Well, let's get into it now, so I don't forget. Is sure. is there a thing where, like, back then they? And this takes place in like the late eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, is 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 there a thing? You you can correct me if I'm wrong. Where, to, if you're having your portrait drawn, it's because you're entering a stage of your life, like 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 marriage. Is that was that is that, was that happening back then? Yeah, it's it's kind of what it seems like, uh, that it was once this was, once you made this commitment to be married and had your, your painting done, uh, that was that was the end of this first chapter of your life, right. and then your life became about your partner and right. your family. So, um, so I took it as, like, she was sort of, like, refusing the marriage by right. not getting her portrait drawn. So this new woman comes in, and... They, her, the, the lady who's getting married, her mother. We should look up these names, actually. Yeah. Um, she, uh, she's saying, hey, you know, like at first we're gonna basically t- uh, have you guys just be walking partners, and I want you to pay attention to her and just get, remember her features, so, you, so we can draw a portrait of her. And then um, they sort of become like really good friends, start talking, and then it turns into a romance. Yeah. And. Um, it was it's one of those movies where the the it takes its time building who these people are, 
Right. And once it once it gets to the heavy stuff, you're just you're fully invested in these two oh, yeah. people. And um man, I, I mean I already said it, I was in tears in this movie. Yep. And um oh man, it just it, it really hit me in the gut, in the heart. Yeah. Just, the... yeah, watching the 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 final sequence of this movie, uh it feels like so many of the the movie has no score. Like, throughout the, the, the whole film, there's no uh, background music until these kind of, like, important moments hit. And they're, they're, uh, they're, it's not so much a score, it's mu- music that's actually happening mm-hmm. uh, in the scene. And that makes it stand out so much more, uh, the importance of these moments. Um, but yeah, this is, you're, you're exactly right with how you kind of described it. You are so connected to these characters, just the, the, their own personal, uh, the relationship with their themselves, but their relationship with each other, that once it kind of grows into, you know, from this friendship, this, this, uh, companionship to, uh, a romantic relationship, it's hard not to cheer it on. You, mm-hmm. you just want these these two women to end up together yeah. because they are they understand each other in a way that it feels no one else ever will. Yeah, um, and it's it's just such a beautiful thing. It doesn't hurt that this movie is filmed so gorgeously. Yeah, like everything just pops. Yeah, in yeah. This movie. well, so they used eight camera. Right, uh, cameras. Or I'm sorry, 8K cameras to film this. Yeah. The, the colors and the, the vibrancy is just in your face the entire yeah. time. It's it is amazing looking. The water is so blue, like the the green of the dress. It's yes. just yeah. this amazing looking uh, uh, piece of cinema. And uh, yeah, like it's it's hard to really um, say anything other than it's just so incredible um i i I didn't know until you put it in the show notes uh that the director celine siama siama uh, yep siama and uh uh adele hanel uh the actress who plays heloise i did not know that they were together and it just broken up i think before filming started and they mutually agreed just to get through the filming of the movie yeah um, it is such uh, an intimate film and really, like, dives into very personal things. You know, mm-hmm. of course, it's this, this historical, uh, you know, set during this historical time, but it all feels so present. Like, just the, 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 the mm-hmm. connection, the, the, the way that these two people relate to each other. Um, this is such a powerful, powerful movie. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a slow burn, but it's one that you can't take your eyes off of. No. And and uh I, I wanna give a shout out to um the Sophie, the um yep. the, like the, the 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 servant who's there. She's yeah. also incredible. She has her own little storyline, which I don't know if I quite needed that storyline personally in right. the movie, but I, I I um Celine Siama is uh, she's a, a very uh, out and out feminist. So I wonder if maybe she was kind of just driving the the female empowerment part home, which I I don't, I don't have an issue with overall. Right. It's not going to make me dock the grade uh, of the film anymore. Um, but um, there's just yeah, I mean, it's just 
two people who you're kind of like spending all this time together with and you're like, okay, I think I know where this is going. And yet when, when reality hits for these two people who just have nothing else in life, like you're, 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 it really pulls you over. And, um, man, I, I, I personally could have done without the opening scene. With where they were like, oh, what is that? And then she says, oh, it's the portrait of the lady on fire. And it's like, oh, okay, that's a little too on the nose for me. Yeah. But yeah. Um, again, I'm not going to dock the score. Sc- like, for me, this is like a solid four, four and a half out of five. Right. This is, uh, oh man, this, this, if I had seen this last year, this could have challenged my number one of the year. Um, yeah. Just a remarkable piece of, and we haven't talked about the ending yet. Right, the, the, the final scene. Yeah, um, do you so, want to lend your thoughts to that? Yeah, so um, I, I think the the thing that uh, um, stuck with me first before we get into that ending um, was the the turnaround sequence. They're they're talking about is it a, a, a piece of literature at first? Yes. Yeah. Um, God, what? I it's like a mythology uh, that they're talking about. Sisyphus, is that right? And Odysseus, something oh, like God, that. Yeah. Um, they're talking about that myth and how, you know, he was told to turn around and he didn't do it because... Yes. Yeah. Yes. then at the very end when, you know, she's agreed to be married and they're going, you know, they they have to go their separate ways. Um, she's heading out the door. This is the, the, the artist, Marianne, uh, is heading out the door and then Heloise comes down the stairs and says, turn around. And she does, and then everything just flashes to, to white. That's, that's our way to indicate that time has passed. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's a moment that says, sometimes in love, you're going to get that last look. You, you need that last look, even if, it's, if it's, you know it's the last look you're ever going to get. Um, I appreciate that she did. I appreciate that she turned around. Uh, because, yeah, there's, I don't know, there, there's something uh, meaningful about that to me. Um, so then we get to the ending. Uh, well, okay. well, I, I want to point out, one, they, read, they read a passage from a, a book, and they mark the page like 28. Like that's, the, yep. that's, the, that's the number of, of the book. So. Right, right. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're reading, uh, uh, I believe it's... Um, uh, some kind of uh, romance, uh, maybe it's sonnets or something. I don't really yes. remember. Um, so it's now it's you know years have passed, and uh, she's going to Marianne is going to this art show, and she sees uh, the painting, a painting of Heloise on the wall uh, with uh, I believe just the a child. Uh, yep. I don't think I don't think the husband is in there nope, as well. It's just her and a child. Yeah. Yep. And on her lap, she has the book uh, that they were reading opened up to, like, with her finger kind of holding it open to the page that they agreed on was, you know, the, the special um, page. And that was, for me, <laughs> that was where the tears started. Yeah. Uh, because it was like, again, throughout whatever life threw at them, uh, from that point forward, it, it, there was no one else that that could even hold a candle to uh, what they had had in this short amount of time. So, is that did tears start for you there as well? Yeah, that was when I basically 
when that when 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 they when they put the insert shot in number twenty eight, I did I did the oh god, <laughs> yep. and then I just started to tear up because it was like, yeah. oh man, um, it was just an incredible moment. I I, I the, the the final sequence is a little interesting to me, where yeah. they is it a play they're watching that they're going to? Yeah, I think it was where, an opera. Yeah, and like there's a a very long shot on Eloise where she's crying and the the, the music is very loud. Yeah. Like was that the piece of music they were talking about earlier in the movie that yeah. she's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, she's playing on the piano, I think. Right. Okay. I'm I was trying to figure that out. I'm like, why is this why is she but that was telling oh god, what's her name? Um Marianne, that she was too thinking of her, and of course the, the yeah. twenty eight and the, and the portrait gives it away as well. But right, boy, um, yeah, this movie drained me, <laughs> just <laughs> just drained my soul, right? Um, but like, and gave but me like, so much hope as well. Yeah, yeah, like in the best possible way. Like every once in a while, you need one of those movies because there are movies that I'll watch that I'll cry. Uh, as a reaction to pain, like, yeah. oh, this is so sad that this happened. But for me, like, even though they don't end up together, neither of them died, uh, no. which is, is something that you see a lot in uh, uh, kind of gay and lesbian romances, is that the other character, one of the characters has to die because we're just not able to accept that kind of a relationship. But right. here, nobody dies. They They just... They had to go their separate ways because we live in a society. But, uh, yeah, just uh, it was haunting that they still, uh, even if they couldn't be together, they still completely uh, and wholly loved and cared for one another. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Celine Siama for a minute. Yeah. Um, so all of her movies are available on the Criterion channel right now, except for this one. But it is on Hulu, if you have Hulu. So Girlhood, Tomboy, and Water Lilies are all available on the Criterion channel. Um, I feel like I've seen Tomboy, but I'm not 100%. I know we talked about Girlhood last time, and I yeah. cannot recommend Girlhood, Girlhood enough. I absolutely loved it. Um, is Siyama on the verge of becoming one of the leading filmmakers in the world? You know, it sure feels like it. Um, it sure I, feels like this is like a big announcement film for her. Like the, sta- yeah. like the stage was set, and now she's walking up to it. Right. Yeah. This is this is uh, this is her kicking down the door. I think is she she really established herself with her previous films because I know even though I haven't seen Water Lilies or or Tomboy, I've known of them. Right. Uh, because. She, you know, you, you you pay attention to a lot of independent film stuff. You're going to hear about these movies, right? Right. Uh, but Girlhood, I loved. Yeah. Uh, and it's just showing that there is an artist here who's ready to to take over the reins. Yeah. And th- with this movie, I think she is certainly making a statement that she is the next one to not only watch but completely pay attention to. Yeah. She's not even forty years old yet. Yeah. Yeah, she's 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 gonna she's gonna go places. I I hope she, I hope she shines away from the Hollywood spotlight and just keeps doing her own thing because she's an incredible filmmaker already. Yep, if she tells the stories that she wants to tell, yeah, uh, it feels like the sky's the limit for her. So yeah, I agree. Uh, 
Yeah, just excellent. Oh, one, one other thing I want to call attention to really quickly, uh, because I just remembered this. So the actress who plays the mother, yes. who plays yeah, 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 mother yep. Yep. is Valerie Golino, who was in Hot Shots. Or Big Top oh. Pee-wee and Hot Shots. <laughs> I didn't realize she was in... Pee-wee's Big Top. That's cool. Yeah, so she is the, the um, I believe it's a trapeze artist that Pee-wee falls in love with, um, part of the Piccola Poopola. Uh, <laughs> she's the Piccola Poopola sister, and then uh, she is in Hot Shots. Yes. Uh, yeah. She is terrific in Hot Shots. You know, like, oh, yeah, she is. I, I really feel like American comedy, like, it, it doesn't, like, I don't know if you've ever watched comedies from, like, Europe or anything, but, like, they don't translate well, like, when, they're, when they try to do American comedies, and I feel like when she did Hot Shots, she completely understood the beats that yeah. those comedies required, and even though, like, it's it's a, they're throwaway spoof movies, like, I really feel like she's giving great performances in, in those movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, she's just great. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was great to see her in this and, and deliver a great performance as well. Yeah, I had to do a double take. I was like, is that? And yeah. then when I saw that it was, it was like, oh, my God, yeah. awesome. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Yeah, just another great part of this movie, uh, which is exceptional. So I think we already said it, but, Blake, I'll ask you again. So what did you think? Solid, solid four stars. I would, I don't think I'd hesitate to give it four and a half if I was feeling, if I was in a good mood in two days yeah. or something. So I absolutely love this movie, and uh, I wish I'd seen it last year when I was like curating my favorite movies of the year because this would have been near the top. Yeah, yeah, I think this would have ended up in my top five. Definitely, oh, easily, easily, probably top uh, top two or three. Yeah, um, yeah, four and a half for me as well. I just, I, I thought this movie was stunning to look at, uh, and really emotionally powerful. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is one that I will. Uh, I can't wait to own when the Blu-ray comes out because I will definitely pick it up. Uh, That's going to be beautiful. Watch... Oh, yeah. But I might end up watching it a few times on Hulu in the time being. So, uh, yeah, those were the movies that we were we assigned ourselves to watch. And, uh, yeah, they were good. They were great, yeah. But now, now <laughs> comes the fun part. Yeah. So we have decided that for our next episode – we're going to call it the Second Chance episode. Um, this is a movie that we have watched um, that we feel like we probably should have responded to, but we <laughs> did not. Um, and maybe by re-watching it and letting the other person kind of watch it will help us form a different kind of appreciation ah, for this movie. Yeah. So, so it's not necessarily forcing the other person to watch a bad movie. It's just making them watch something that we didn't like in hopes that maybe we'll like it. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I, so based off of that, I'm, I'm slightly nervous to tell you what my pick is because I'm, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure you did not like this movie at all either. Oh, well, but, fun, then. <laughs> but I'm, I, 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 um, do you want me to just go say what my what my pick is? Well, let's before that. Let's just say that we don't know what movie. Yeah, I first yeah. So we we haven't we haven't discussed. This is a surprise to both of us. Yeah. So this will be fun. All right, Blake, lay it on me. What am I watching? You're well. I'm gonna watch it too. So don't don't feel like you're being picked <laughs> on here. 
Uh, I have chosen Nicholas Rogue's The Man Who Fell to Earth. Oh, man. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so I, um, I, I've seen a few Nicholas Rogue. I loved uh, ba- uh, Bad Timing. I loved um, Don't Look Now. Uh, I, 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 I walk about is one that I, I didn't really get into and I could have ch- chosen it here, but yeah. the, the man who fell to earth, I'm, I love David Bowie. I love science fiction and I really wanted to love this movie and I just was left completely cold by it. And so I, <laughs> I, really, yeah. I, I need, I need that forcing hand to be like, oh. Blake, you need to watch it again. And so yeah. I'm gonna force you to watch it to force me to watch it. That's and that is this is this is a you're you're forcing me to watch it again too because I am right in that same boat with you. But maybe maybe a second viewing will do and us both some good. We we could have an episode next time where we just shit on a movie, and I guess we have to be okay with that. <laughs> we, we we might shit on two of them. So oh, so we'll I'm see what All right, so I have selected for you. The 1982 American crime comedy, Eating Raul, directed by Paul Bartel. Oh, all right. Is this on the channel? It is on the channel. Oh. Uh, This is a movie about two restaurant owners uh, who were tired of the perverts in their apartment building, uh, so they try and kill them. Uh, as a means to find a way to fund their restaurant. Uh, I thought I would love this movie. Uh, And it has now been several years since I have watched it, but all I remember is being very, very disappointed. Uh, And so I wanted to give it a shot because I still hear nothing but glowing things about this movie, uh, that it is hilarious, and I feel like I am just missing something. Well, guess what? The glowing reviews don't stop there because I love this movie too. <laughs> so I I can't wait to I okay. So I somewhat have a crush on Mary Warrenoff. So I I, I can't I, blame you. Yeah. I'm I I really enjoyed eating my rule. I saw it before it was on the collection, and okay. um, I'm I'm stoked to rewatch this. And who knows? Maybe I might like it less. But yeah. I I had a I had a I had a ball watching this movie okay. when I when I watched it. So well, that's that's good. That's that's good. So then, very my, cool. My very cool. Time around. Yeah, uh, I will like eating Raul more. So yeah. All right. So you've heard it here. Our movies for next episode uh, are the man who fell to earth and eating Raul. Whew. We. <laughs> I feel like we we've got to work. <laughs> I, I I feel like I I, I foresee a multi-night uh, watch of the Man Who Fell to Earth in my in my future here. But cool. Well, that will do it. I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you all so very much for listening to this, the second episode of the Criterion Break with Andy and Blake. Blake, where can people find you online? Oof, I am on Instagram. Uh, I, I do. So I have two accounts. I review movies at Midwest Cinephile on Instagram. And I kind of do some movie stuff on my own personal account just when I have to do some fun. So that's, that's BlakeG5150 um, on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on both. I don't do much on my Midwest Cinephile account, I guess. I, need, I, really, need, I really need to kick back, that back into gear because um, I do like writing about movies. Um, just having a one-year-old daughter really takes it out of me sometimes. So, um, yeah. Otherwise, I host uh, the Killer Countdown with uh, 
my friend Casey from Backlot Six Hundred Five. It's on their feed. We just uh, we just did uh, the Evil Dead series the other day. That was a lot of fun. So that's yeah, I'm excited episode. to listen to that one. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Yeah, and you can find me uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Fat Dude Digs Flicks. Just give a search for Fat Dude Digs Flicks, and you will find my stuff. Try to review everything I watch, even though I am about 20 reviews behind. (laughs) Uh, uh, Subscribe to this feed. Uh, Rate and review this podcast. If you subscribe to this feed, not only will you get the Criterion Break with Andy and Blake, but you will also get the main show, The Fat Dude Digs Flicks Let's Talk about it series um on the latest episode i talked with my friend christine peets about the uh, 2016 comedy keanu uh and it was a lot of fun kind of rehashing that movie with her um but yeah you can you can follow the feed uh rate and review the podcast because that's what helps us get more listeners uh rating and reviewing gets us out to more ears uh and if you have any questions comments recommendations anything like that you can certainly send an email to fat dude at digsflicks at gmail.com or just comment on one of our many social media posts because we are there mm-hmm. and i think that's gonna do it for this episode yeah yeah, I'm good. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. So let's wrap it up. Thank you so much, Blake, and thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Toodles! You've been listening to The Criterion Break with Andy.